Hi, thank you for joining me. My name is John Newby. This is Lion and the Lamb podcast on John 2028 Apologetics. And this is my fifth episode. And today we're going to talk about a little more politics today. And I will intertwine this with scripture. So I grew up in the 80s and 90s. I'm 40 years old, so I was born in 1980. So I watched... You know, multitude of movies where it's always, you know, the cliche bully is um, a jock or a football player, a quarterback, letterman jacket guy, and he beats up on people, and somehow there's this, you know, revenge and retribution, and the nerd wins, and everyone cheers, and sometimes people learn life lessons, and sometimes not, and sometimes he gets the pretty girl, and sometimes not, but there's always that seems to be that bully uh, fits that persona that type of uh, look and probably so that probably was accurate to a certain degree and it's probably been accurate like that for thousands of years Um, the man who has you know bigger muscles or is stronger physically stronger and, and athletic is gonna generally beat the guy who is less stronger and you know less strength and doesn't know how to fight the nerd but boy have times changed have times changed so today the nerds if you want to call them that nothing wrong with being a nerd or a geek by the way I'm a big strong guy but I definitely have a a geek nerd side we'll talk about that another time but uh times have changed and those guys that were picked on or didn't get the pretty girl or anything like that and why the high school quarterback you know in his letterman's jacket taunted and made fun of him the uh the nerd now is in charge and i'm talking about social media i'm talking about twitter facebook instagram youtube you know all these social media platforms where the nerds are running things and but they're not bullying with muscles they're not bullying with, you know, 3 o'clock after school and you're going to get in a fist fight. No. They're bullying now with silencing your right of free speech. They're bullying now with silencing truth. Silencing truth. That's their. That's where they come in. Instead of getting punched in the mouth or in a black eye, now you get shut down. You're not allowed to talk. Um... To get a lot of peer pressure from other people on social media to have you fired and they put pressure on your business and then you can't feed your family and they're the ones that determine what is um able to be said what is hate speech or not what what should be said or not when reality there technically isn't anything that ever existed called hate speech because that's a subjective um argument what one person views as hate speech is not another and how do you beat hate speech? You beat hate speech with truth and better ideas. If someone is racist and says something racial, racist against blacks or Jews or anybody or whites or whatever, then you beat that, you beat them with the gospel. You beat them with the truth. You show them the science that we're all the same, that we all bleed red, we all have disease, we all are, you know, 
uh, sinful. And you see, you use science and scripture to, to show this. So that's how you beat bad arguments. That's how you beat bad ideas is with the truth, right? Well, they're the ones that are determining what can and will be said as truth. And that's a dangerous thing when you put that much power into one group of ideological thinking's hands. So case in point, um, now president-elect, now he'll be president today, I'm pretty sure, the 20th or 21st, something like that, of January. So President Biden, we'll call him that now, President Biden has, did you see who he has appointed? He appointed a man, and he's a man, okay? And this is what I'm talking about, about the bullying, where you're not even allowed to speak truth because... The nerd bullies, the you know, the bullies that were once nerds or, you know, little geek guys, they're the ones telling you what you can and can't say now. That's not going to happen. Just like I wouldn't have been afraid to go out and fight Brutus at 3 o'clock in front of the school. I'm not going to be afraid of some geeky guy or girl telling me what I can and can't say. All right? So... Biden has selected Dr. Rachel Levine, all right? This is a man. That's obviously not his original name. He's had his name changed, but this is a man who has, I don't know if it's long hair or a wig, down to his, past his shoulders, and he's dressed up as a woman. This is his um, assistant, assistant secretary of health, okay? And uh, this is absolutely ridiculous, okay? Just a few years ago, science said, science said, gender dysphoria, that a person who doesn't accept their gender was a mental disorder, okay? Now, that isn't said anymore in science, but it's not because science changed the conclusion. It's because politics and pure pressure and bullying change that all right so i'm reading multiple articles from the washington post and others praising and it keeps calling him or her um but i'm gonna call him a him because that's what he is that's the way god created him okay he's a man and when i glance over most of these articles like from the washington post it just starts going on to a soapbox about how people who are transgender and gay don't get treated the same and uh, how basically the country and the world's unfair. Um, well, let's let's really really look at this. So if I mean think about it like this. So for instance, the rainbow symbol. The rainbow symbol is a Judeo-Christian symbol. Okay, it's a it goes back from the Old Testament. It's where. Yahweh told us that he would never judge the world like that again, and he gave a symbol. Alright. Now the gays or LGBT or whatever have now taken this symbol and they've used it now and completely taken away its original meaning and now it applies to um, their sexual rebellion um, from a Christian perspective, Judeo-Christian perspective it's a sexual rebellion. It's against God. Okay? And they're boasting, and it's a symbol about what their sexual preference is. All right. Now, 
could you imagine if anything was ever reverted the other way? Say, heck, people can't even, it's even seen offensive if someone wears something of another culture to a prom or to Halloween or anything else that doesn't resemble their actual physical race. That's considered, um, you know, uh, cultural uh, uh, disappreciation or whatever the word I'm looking for here is. It's against, it's, it almost seems racist to them, right? But here they are taking our symbol and splattering it with um, their sexual preference with man and man or woman and woman or multitude of men and women um, together. So who's, who really is persecuted, okay? Well, it's not persecution for me to tell you that God loves you and he died for you and he wants to repent of your sin. It's not hate speech. It's not hateful. I'm not tearing you down if I tell you that your lifestyle goes against God and... God wants you to repent of your sin and he wants you to turn to his son who died and rose again on the cross. That's not hate speech. That's not bullying. That's not discrimination. Okay? It's not. If you truly love someone, then you tell them about the, you know, you tell them the gospel. That's what you should do. You tell someone when when they're doing something wrong that that's what you do. You tell them, hey, you know, I care about you. I don't think you should be doing this. You don't force it. It's just words. We're not forcing. I'm not saying you force someone. You go around the country and you round up people who don't believe that marriage is between a single man and a single woman. You round them all up and you force them to do that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying though is you share the gospel with them. That's not discrimination. So what group is really being persecuted I mean aren't there millions of Christians across the world that get murdered every year every year okay from Africa there's genocide in Africa where they're killing Christians across all over the place they're burning down Christian churches in Europe I mean the Chinese government they're doing it to Muslims too don't don't kid yourself but the Chinese government has got the Christians underground there's this big Christian movement in China, by the way, you need to pray for our brothers and sisters in China. But there's Christian persecution all around the world. Yes, there's gay persecution here and around the world, but it ain't in America. And if this was, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, where a person didn't claim to be the, the gender that they were born, stood up, so a man dressed up as a woman stood up and started being a part of the, uh, the face of government and telling people, you know, giving them how to live and, and being in, helping with Corona and all this other stuff. There's no way anyone would ever take that person seriously. That person would be checked out by a doctor and be classified as, you know, gender dysphoria. Because that's what it is. But back to the today's bullies, just like the little geek in the 80s movies. And I don't know, Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, all that stuff pops up in your head, you know? Like all those type of movies, uh, Bridgemont High and all that. All these movies and stuff, 
all this that we're going through today is just a different version of bullying. That's all it is. Except now the guys with the glasses have all of the power. But here's here's a, a tough pill to swallow, okay? Here's a tough pill to swallow, I'm about to tell you. The, the church, particularly in America, is failing. It's failing. Why is it failing? Because we're weak and we're soft. Okay? We're weak and we're soft. We're afraid to speak the truth. We're afraid to be called names. You're afraid to be made fun of on social media or called a, um, a bigot or whatever. Or, you know, you're, you don't support homosexual. Why Why is it wrong? Are you afraid to tell people that you don't support homosexuality and men and transgender? Why are you afraid to say that? Was Peter afraid in that group when they were about to uh, crucify Jesus to claim that, Jesus, that he was with Jesus? He was, wasn't he? Peter was afraid, wasn't he? And was it the right thing to do? No, it wasn't the right thing to do. Like I said, it doesn't mean you go up to a homosexual or transgender person and, you know, hey, you know, you're, you're going to hell and all this other stuff. All right, you, you call them names, you treat them like garbage. No, of course not. Jesus said, go to all nations and make disciples of all nations. All these nations weren't full of Christians and Messianic Jews like in the, at 50 uh, AD, okay? You go to all nations. And a Paul in Corinthians says, Such were some of you when he did, whenever he is talking to his church, and his church at the time of the church of Corinth was full of people who had just converted and they were all types of walks of life. They all had all types of, of So yeah, Paul's speaking in the past tense here. Such were some of you. Okay? And we gotta remember that. All right, the thief on the cross. Okay, the thief on the cross was somebody who stolen was such a bad part of society that they were going to crucify they crucified him. But Jesus forgave that person right there. So nobody, none of these people are unsavable, okay? No matter how powerful the the sin is, none of it compares to the power of the blood that was spilt on the cross. Okay? You got to remember that. And if somebody does repent, and this happens all the time, by the way, where people repent and they no longer engage in this type of lifestyle, then all glory to God, okay? All glory to God. But this is not a, I don't care what you vote for. If you voted for Trump or Biden or you hate them both or you love them both, I don't care. All right? This is... This is a symbol, though. This is a decision of where our country is headed. And this is not a, a sound, biblical stance where our leaders and the people who are supposed to be run, helping run our country are living in this type of lifestyle and this type of sin is blatantly showing it off. And it's a mocking God. But like I said tough pill to swallow is American church is soft. We've allowed it. We, we allow uh, abortions. Or, I mean, abortions are out of control. We tell them, the government tells us to shut down our churches. You tuck tail and run. 
if a church decides to close down its churches from a virus, that needs to be discussed between the pastor, the deacons, the elders. They that's, they discuss that and they use the scripture and they pray about it because the government doesn't own the church. Jesus owns the church, okay? He's the high priest. He's the one who decides. So the government has seen, the government has seen how cowardice we are. And like if anyone ever listened to this podcast that's non-Christian, they would probably think the most horrible, evil things about me that I was a, a bigot or was a homophobic or any of the transgender phobic or whatever, what type of phobic or racist or whatever you could put on me that you wanted to. And you know why they would hear that? Because Christians have been silent on telling them the gospel so they don't make application to this constructive criticism with the gospel. They make this, they've never, this is like foreign to them. So all they hear is, I don't like you, you're garbage. I don't like your lifestyle, you're garbage. That's all they hear. Okay. We need to tighten up. We need to tighten up big time. When you share the gospel with people, even when they a man dressing up as a woman, use grace and love and conviction. Use your heart. Show the heart with the scripture. Okay? Have the scripture lead your heart. And don't be afraid to get in a fight. Don't be afraid of a bully. How many times in those bully movies did the bully get punched and he tuck tails and runs? Or how many times that bully get, you know, a, a, it's a, a tougher fight than he thought. And then he ends up leaving him alone. Because we're the ones that have the power, y'all. At least right now. God bless you. Thank you for listening.